Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And I'm currently here in Trinidad and Tobago in the South Caribbean, right next to South America, kind of in the Venezuela, uh, Guyana area. And our guest today is actually in uh, Europe. She's actually in Granada, Spain. Uh, but she's from Montana. I'm from Vancouver. And through the beauty of technology and both being digital nomads, we're able to connect, uh, even though we're across the globe from each other. Our guest today has an amazing website called the Wayfaring Voyager, thewayfaringvoyager.com. Uh, she's a travel blogger, also she's an ebook uh, creator, and uh, she's a, a writer submitting her post to multiple publications online. Uh, so, uh, guest today is Alex. Uh, Alex, uh, she's uh, originally from Montana, uh, and maybe you can share a little bit more about your background, who are you, and what got you so passionate about travel? Uh, sure thing. Um, it, it's hard to explain, but uh, the first time I really traveled outside of Montana, and I grew up in a tiny little town, um, but I went and studied abroad in Venice, Italy, and I just fell in love. I fell in love with the culture and the people and having that experience of being somewhere I'd never been before. So. After that, I went to college in New York and I graduated, which was also an experience traveling somewhere else from a small town in Montana, totally different. Um, and then I just kind of graduated and said, I don't really know what else I want to do right now except travel. And I really want to experience new places and take some time and enjoy that. So I moved back to Italy and um, started popping around from different country to different country. And um, I really started thinking about what my two interests were. And it was travel and writing. I had always been a writer since I was a kid. And I actually published a novel as a young adult. Um, so I really wanted to somehow meld those two interests together. And what happened was, is I ended up travel writing and eventually blogging for this company called Wonderlust and Lipstick. Um, and they gave me a great boost and taught me about how to build a brand. So from there, I decided to kind of incorporate it into my own, which became a website and which has opened up so many new doors for travel for me and to experience new places. So. That's kind of where we are now, but it's been a journey for sure. Absolutely, yeah. You know, it's a, a great a little backstory there. I'm, I'm really curious about your novel you wrote as young adult. That's not something typical young adults do. And, uh, you know, yeah. uh, tell us more about the novel and uh, how did you actually get it from your mind to paper and get it published? Oh, that's, that's a great question. I was 16, I think, when I started writing it and finished it when I was 17. Uh, but I had a really great writing mentor at the time, and she said, she told the class, our writing class, if any of you finish a novel, um, I will help you find an editor and an agent. So I, at 16, I was like, oh, I want to do that. That sounds amazing. Um, so I finished this book about Shakespeare and about the dark lady of Shakespeare's sonnets. And uh, she ended up saying, okay, let's, let's do this. So I went to a writing uh, conference in California with my mom, because I was still too young to go by myself. Um, and we talked to a whole bunch of different editors and agents about the concepts, and they were really interested. So from there, I signed my first book contract at 17. 
Um, and it's been a part of my life ever since. It's actually really helped me uh, with my current career and developing my writing skills and what exactly I want to accomplish. So it was just kind of a nice little thing that happened when I was younger and kind of propelled me to where I am now. So it's, it's good. I, it was a fun process, really difficult, but fun too. Sounds amazing. Uh, you know, being a published author at so young an age, uh, you know, a lot of people dream of writing a book and they don't do it ever because it's so hard. Um, they think it's hard anyway to get it from uh, their mind to paper, getting published, etc. I had the pleasure of uh, doing my first book uh, four years ago and uh, definitely one of my major life accomplishments and uh, super proud of it. And whenever I meet fellow authors, uh, very exciting because I know how much work it is to actually get the work uh, done. It's true. It's such a process, and I think that especially now with um, the opportunity to publish your books online uh, as an ebook or through Amazon, uh, it, it's almost even more intimidating sometimes knowing all that is out there. So uh, I really do feel like it's a good thing that people should publish their books regardless, whether they have the um, approach of working through an agent or an editor or whether they do it themselves. Uh, it doesn't really matter. I right? think like it's just a huge accomplishment anyway. So congratulations to you as well. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alex. Uh, so now you have actually transitioned from a young adult uh, uh, writer to actually being a travel writer, travel blogger, ebook creator, etc. So tell us more about um, you know what are you writing about? Uh, tell us about the blog firstly. Uh, what is the blog, and what are the major topics and themes that you cover? Uh, sure, absolutely. Um, the Wayfaring Voyager is mostly for millennial travelers who are looking to be um, ethically conscious about their travels and how it affects other cultures and the kind of the footprint they leave behind. So uh, every time you travel, it's I think it's seen as more of like as a reactive experience, like you're participating in a culture, but we don't really know that, yeah, we are an active experience in that as well, where um, I know so many people where I've met along my travels that said, you influenced me, or here's how you helped me, or here's how you didn't help me. Um, so being aware of that and saying uh, that connection is really important. Um, so I think now more than ever, our generation is really focused on being ethical and saying how does my how do my travels and how do my experiences reflect the globalized world? So the vlog is definitely based on that and that atmosphere of saying, okay, how can we be more globalized and aware of other people as we go about our experiences? So and it took me a while to kind of find that angle, honestly, because there are so many different travel blogs out there and finding that specific niche that people really appreciate and would like in their own travels. It took a while, um, but once I found it, it's the community has been so amazing and just hearing from so many different travelers about their experiences and how they want to be appreciative of another culture. Um, it's been amazing, so I love that. Um, so mostly I blog about that and my experiences. Um, I try to include others' experiences as well. Uh, and build more of a community based around that. Um, and in terms of ebooks, I'm currently working on a travel memoir, which I hope to release semi soon, um, depending on when I get it done. 
uh, about my time in Italy and about that exactly of how um, the culture shaped me and also how my influence on the culture shapes that perspective, especially as a millennial. How do you approach ancient Rome <laughs> as a millennial traveler? How do you approach like the Italian attitudes of siesta as a millennial traveler? So uh, that's kind of what's been the basis on that. And also I'm looking to release some guidebooks on traveling to Peru next year, hopefully. So Exciting times ahead. Uh, you know, you gave us a little teaser into uh, how Italy uh, changed you. Uh, so why don't you uh, elaborate a little bit about, uh, you know, uh, giving us a little one-on-one uh, -on, -one on what the book's going to be about and how did Italy change you uh, when you were there as a millennial? Oh, yeah, it definitely did. Um, I lived there three times uh, as a young adult and um, it, it really shaped me because uh, not only was it just the culture and the atmosphere and all the things, of course, you love about Italy, but for me, a big part of it was the food. And I had been dealing with an eating disorder at the time, uh, anorexia. So having that experience of being in a culture where food is so important and where people are just saying, you need to eat, you need to love your life, you need to enjoy. Um, and feeling in that position where it's like, oh, I can't really enjoy this because I, I have this attitude, this preconceived idea. So going into that and saying, you know what, I am going to deal with this and I'm going to deal with my, the things that are holding me back and say, okay, I'm going to really enjoy this culture and what it's all about and the food and really delve into it, it really did change me. Um, I have a very different attitude about eating. I have a very different attitude about enjoy life and enjoying my travels and not being so inhibited about delving into a culture and really experiencing it. So Italy changed me in a lot of different ways, um, but maybe even just more the enjoyment of life more than anything. And the Italians know how to do that, so <laughs> they're great. Yeah, I'm thinking back to that uh, famous book and movie, Eat, Pray, Love, and uh, the eat part is in Italy, the pray part is, I guess, in uh, India, and then the, the love part is in Indonesia, in Asia. So, uh, yeah, you definitely uh, had to overcome. Uh, and thank you for also sharing about that difficult point in your life about uh, the eating disorder, because I think... Um, a lot of people uh, who are sharing about their travel, we share only the good stuff, uh, the beaches, the resorts, the uh, us with the monuments, but we don't share about the real struggles. It could be depression and loneliness. It could be anger and frustration. It could be fighting with our spouses or getting angry with our kids. Uh, so I'd love for you to walk us through uh, a little bit about, about the eating disorder and how you have been able to overcome it because I'm Sure, uh, there uh, they must be some people who are still struggling with that, uh, who are listening and watching, and they don't, uh, uh, know how to solve it is overwhelming and uh, they're kind of stuck so how did you get unstuck uh, it, it's it's such a process I think um, becoming unstuck is kind of like climbing out a pit of tar you know it, there are moments where you're like oh I'm almost out and then you're kind of drugged back into it again where even now where I would say I don't have a problem with eating um, I'll order whatever I want and I don't even think about it but every now and then something will crop up in the back of my head that says you shouldn't be eating that. Like, you know, um, so it's a constant battle. And I think that's something that 
is hard when you're traveling because you are you do you want to experience the food so badly and you want to enjoy it and but there's something in the back of your head that says no you shouldn't be eating that like that's fattening or you're you're going to come home and not look the way you want to or so uh, I guess if I had any advice for other people dealing with the same issue is don't see it as a progress see it as a daily thing where okay today I'm going to eat this and enjoy it and the next day if I beat myself up over it don't be too hard on yourself and say that's part of the process um it really took me about probably close to 10 years to really feel comfortable with my body and who I was and to travel and say hey I'm gonna I'm gonna have a giant plate of pasta and enjoy it um so it does I think take time and it does take seeing different people all around the world and their different body types and different ideas of what beauty is. Um, I remember going to Morocco and everyone there is just like, oh, you're too skinny. You need to eat more. You need to eat more. And they start piling things on my plate. And that was their idea of beautiful. So it really is just that I think travel really helps with that is saying there is no right answer and you just need to be really who you are. Um, so that's kind of what I would say is just make sure you have those experiences um, and or at least try to so you can kind of get out of the pit of tar. <laughs> it's a tough battle, but it's really adds a lot to your life when you do. So yeah, you know, definitely travel helps us form our identities and uh, really shape who we are. And, uh, you know, the whole uh, struggling with eating thing, I think we all struggle with that to some degree while we're on the road and you see, p uh, you know, pizza or fast food. And it's very hard to sometimes uh, stick to, okay, I must stay healthy. I must stay healthy. And uh, we need to always remind ourselves of that. Otherwise, we get tempted just to take uh, the quickest uh, road to the food, which is often the most unhealthy one. So what, what uh, advice do you have for staying healthy on the road? I mean, uh, uh, I know for sure that people struggle with that part of travel. That's hard too, and especially if you are a, a digital nomad and you only have a week in one place or a week in another. Um, and some places, I'm a huge fan of running. I love to run. It's been such a great thing for me mentally um, where I can just put on my running shoes and run anywhere in the world. It's been a great source of yeah, a mental energy mostly for me to be able to get out and just go. Um, so for me, it's finding a form of exercise no matter where you go, where you might not always be able to go to the gym because gyms might not exist in that country, but you can, uh, you can take long walks throughout the city, you can kayak, you can rent a bike. There are lots of different ways that you can get exercise without it even really feeling like exercise. So. Um, you know, you don't have to really restrict so much what you eat if you are also enjoying an aspect of the culture uh, through the form of exercise. Like I took a bike ride through um, just outside Amsterdam and that's, that's part of the culture. Everyone bikes there. Um, but it was, it was a great way to, to get that exercise and to feel good about myself too. So um, yeah, I think anywhere you go, there's some form of uh, being healthy and feeling good, uh, no matter what you do. 
Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned things like, you know, just like walking around the town, that's healthy itself. And uh, running, uh, you know, you don't need much for that besides shoes uh, and good weather, hopefully. And, uh, you know, even things like riding a bike, uh, pretty much everywhere in the world, you can find a bike, borrow a bike, rent a bike, buy a bike even. Uh, so uh, great tips there, Alex. Uh, tell us about some of the ways that you're able to generate income as a digital nomad, because uh, that's, I think, one of the biggest barriers to people traveling, uh, the lack of time and the lack of money. Uh, so how have you solved those two problems for yourself? Uh, I think more now, and it's really a, an exciting time for us, I think, as digital nomads and forward-thinking people is saying, we have this huge resource of the internet where you can make a living from it and you can think of new and innovative ways to do that. Um, I think there's this prediction where it says remote workers uh, by 2035, over a billion people will be working remotely. That's what they predict. Um, so it's an exciting time to say we're right kind of on the cusp of that, where remote work is becoming more possible. Um, for me, I, I'm a writer. Um, I do a lot of freelance work, either writing for magazines or writing for different marketing companies. I do a lot of marketing writing. Um, which is something I never thought I would do, but it works out well with my lifestyle and um, finding it doesn't take a ton of time. Um, it takes some research, but it's a great way for me to still enjoy where I am um, without spending too much time or energy. So I think it is finding a balance and knowing what's right for you. Uh, and I'm an introvert by nature, so I enjoy having my own space and saying, okay, I'm going to sit inside the hotel today and work, and then I'll go out and enjoy the experience, where I know some people have a harder time with that, and they love being in an environment with an office and talking to people. So it really, I think, just depends. But for us as digital nomads, um, I love being able to say, okay, I'm going to work mount today and then go enjoy the city and um, having that opportunity so I do think as time goes on those opportunities will be more and more available as well yeah, it is a tricky balance, Alex, about, uh, you know, uh, struggling to sightsee all the time and work all the time. And I, I know I definitely struggle with that. The times when, especially depending on the country, where you just want to see all the sites because you have such limited time. And there are other times, like uh, for now, for example, I'm just in work mode. So uh, they're just beaches and all, but I've seen so many beaches. I don't need to see more beaches. So, uh, you know, we'll do, we'll do the typical beach thing one or two days. And the rest of the time I'm working. And uh, uh, that just seems to be the zone I'm in now, the work zone. And then... Uh, the other times where I'm in the travel zone, and then other times to allow find that happy medium, that balance, which uh, we all struggle with, that balance uh, between work, life, <laughs> and uh, travel, family, etc. True, it's totally true. Alex, uh, tell us about uh, you know some of your uh, uh, future goals and aspirations. Uh, now you have uh, become a digital nomad. You're traveling right now in Spain. Uh, tell us about you know some of your bucket list items, your your future goals for the next year or two and beyond. Oh, uh, man, there's a lot. Uh, there's always a lot. Uh, I think it's so cool to see so many different people succeeding as digital nomads because you know you can too, eventually, if you work hard. And so for me, a lot of it is continuing to build the blog, um, continuing to build this idea of sustainable travel and um, cultural appreciation when you travel as well. Uh, so that's a big part of it is... Um, encouraging people to think about a new way when they travel. Um, I also do want to release some of my ebooks as well to kind of get that word out there. 
uh, start a new business adventure in that. Um, and I'm headed to Southeast Asia in a, a few months, um, South Korea. And then uh, my boyfriend and I are headed to uh, Thailand, Vietnam. Uh, so just continuing on, continuing building. And again, it's, it's a process. Right now I'm kind of in the middle of the process. But it's a good place to be. So awesome. So Alex, uh, you know, thanks for the wealth of info about your travels, your writing journey. Uh, you know, different ways you're making income online. And I wish you well in those future goals to publish and uh, you know build the blog. Tell us about how people can find you. Uh, you know, online on your website, your social media, etc. Sure. Um, you can find me at thewayfaringvoyager.com and Facebook as well slash thewayfaringvoyager.com uh, and for Twitter it's Gen Y Voyager and Instagram Gen Y Voyager as well so I tried to make it as easy as possible the wayfaring voyager gets a little long sometimes <laughs> so uh, but yeah I'm a I'm available all the time a digital nomad so always on but um, yeah if anyone has any questions or would like to contact me feel free to do so Awesome. So, uh, the wayfaringvoyager.com. She has some great articles about sustainable travel, about uh, some of the major sightseeing she's done. She even does some reviews of different tech and gadgets. So, uh, make sure you check uh, her out and uh, make sure you grab a copy of the ebooks uh, as well. And, uh, you know, uh, make sure you connect with her if you have any questions, uh, even about the things we talked about uh, writing, uh, you know, struggling with. Um, um, uh, eating disorders, etc. Because uh, it's very open. Uh, it's very important to be open and transparent, and connect with others who are going through the same struggles, or even those who have overcome it, such as uh, our uh, guest today, Alex has. So thanks again for your time, and happy travels over there in Spain and beyond. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. <laughs>